Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Yeah, pretty much, man. I feel like I felt like I, I kind of remember that D Hop clip of him talking about how he only fears God, and I kind of like kind of kind of took apart from that, and then kind of made it my own. And because I, I remember uh, Dan Cody, you know, another crazy defensive end that played at Oklahoma, told me you always got to have a crazy speech. And so now I try to think of some uh, stuff to really get the guys going. But you know, kind of off the dome right there. You want to get the guys pumped. Obviously, in a game like that at 11 a.m., a lot of emotion, man. You know, especially with um, a lot of people that didn't believe in us. No, like, like yourself, uh, Pat. No, we saw the clip. Yeah, okay. But hey, it's okay. That's what we need. Cool stuff. There's Danny Stutzman earlier today on the Pat McAfee Show. I think over 55,000 people were watching that live. It's re-aired on ESPN every afternoon. A lot of people will watch that. It is archived on YouTube. A lot of people will watch that. So I don't know the exact numbers, uh, Travis, but... A lot of people going to see uh, Danny Stutzman talking about the game on Saturday uh, one way or the other. And like we said earlier, it helps out his Buckus candidacy uh, to be out in front like that. And just a cool moment for him. And I, that probably doesn't happen today if that social media, media video last night isn't released. Yeah, I wonder how quickly those calls started coming in, right, Tyler? It's That video's released, and it's released in the evening, right? And a lot of these shows, they've got a lot of stuff planned. You know, a lot of work goes into, you know, this production, right? I wonder from each show who just said, somebody got to get Danny Stutzman on the line. we got to talk to this guy tomorrow because it happened multiple times nationally. So, yeah, it, it all had to happen quickly and uh, enough for him to – at least maybe put on another temporary uh, Longhorn tattoo. Who knows? Yeah, well, y- you know, and it just goes to show how viral and how impressive that social media video was for the OU Football Twitter account. Because, you know, they'll, they'll put out the scene setter or they'll put out a, a hype video. Like, that's not the first awesome video that they put out. But normally it's consumed by us, right? It's consumed by the OU fan base, maybe a few rival schools that like to troll but Travis, like, that was released last night, man. Like, what, around 8 o'clock or so? And it circulated on the internet so much that he was all over the place today. He and Boz were kind of the stars of that video. Like, that video was so awesome that it felt like every sports fan in the country saw it last night and this morning, which is so cool. Oh, man, I've been going through the quote tweets, just having a blast. Because you've got, I mean, obviously Dave Portnoy, that was like, I'm an Oklahoma fan now. You had uh, Darius Butler, who's on the Pat McAfee show, saying, yo, this is fire. Taylor Llewellyn, or Lewin, uh, was uh, the offensive lineman, Tennessee Titans offensive lineman, uh, was talking about, you know, how he, you know, might be an Oklahoma fan now, talking about Danny's quote. Um, you've got, I mean, it's it's just you got people saying, hey, I'm a Buckeye through and through, but call me an Oklahoma fan now. Like, it's, it's converting people, Tyler, yeah. into being Oklahoma fans, and that's what a good media team can do. Shout out Oklahoma's media and creative team because they put out a banger. Uh, Steve Stutzman just texted us, and looks like Danny Stutzman is trending right now on uh, Twitter. Israel and Hamas is trending. 
Kansas City sports is trending, Danny Stutzman is trending as well. So, yeah, a lot of people just got introduced to Danny Stutzman. And I'm going to guess after what they heard today, they're, uh, they're probably a big fan. Probably a big fan if they weren't already. So that was Stutzman on his pregame speech, the clip that we rolled into the hour with. Here is Stutzman on his relationship with the boss. Yeah, you know, throughout the entire game, the boss on the sideline, you know, when you have one of the greatest linebackers to ever play, you know, really kind of revolutionized the position. You know, when he tells you something and, you know, when he's like, you got to find the over by the tight end, you know, obviously that's your, you're thinking that right away, man. This guy knows what he's talking about. And, you know, the boss is, you know, he's come by. He's been a part of the program a lot more. You know, he spoke to the team, you know, before the season. He spoke to the team last year. Just all about mindset and attitude and how the guy handles himself, man. So every, anything he says, I'm like, I'm like a sponge for that knowledge, man, because, you know, he's been through it. He knows exactly what it takes, exactly what it looks like. R- really cool uh, interview there. Um, and a lot of highlights as well. What, what do you think was the highlight? Him talking about the pregame speech, uh, talking about Boz, talking about Brent Venables, Jimmy Greenbeans out there as the um, – as, as the uh, scout team quarterback, talking about Dylan Gabriel, what was the uh, highlight from about the 20-minute interview with McAfee? Honestly, the highlight for me, uh, and this gets me on a lot of interviews, Tyler, uh, especially when, when recruits do it, when recruits talk about their teammates that might be getting overlooked. Danny Stutzman could have gone out there and said, yeah, you know, you know, me as the, uh, as the leading tackler in the Big 12, you know, it falls on my shoulders to really, you know, you know, carry this team and, you know, like – but instead, they're talking about the goal line stance. He starts talking about sophomore Kip Lewis, you know, playing his first snaps of the game and being in on three tackles. He even he says 210-pound Kip Lewis. And then he talks about 219-pound uh, DeSaul McCullough blowing up 360-pound uh, defensive lineman Devondre Sweat. Like, like that's the kind of stuff that that really hits with me because – it speaks to the culture. It speaks to the kind of person that Danny Stutzman is. It's It'd be very easy as the guy who's wearing his own face on a T-shirt, who's, you know, doing national interviews, kind of the car wash style of doing all these national interviews, and he's still taking time to shout out to Son McCullough and Kip Lewis, talking about how important they were on those plays. Uh, Gunny says, a lot of people didn't believe in us like yourself, Pat, is another awesome quote. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) big fan of that one, too. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question, okay? Um, It is time to to bring up this question, and the text line can interact with it as well. I think it's a valid question, Travis, and one that can lead to a very interesting conversation. I do think it's a question that is still going to scare some people. And maybe they're not ready to go there just yet, which is fine. 405-651-3439. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, but the question is rather simple, Travis Davidson. Can OU win a national championship in 2023? Yes. They can. They can win a national I championship mean, this season. I think they I mean, I think they can because Unless we're just sitting here saying, you know, it's Georgia and that's it and they're going to win it and, you know, we should just wrap up the books right now. Which I'm not convinced of, by the way. Right. Like, that's the thing. We've seen this team. They're, they're, we kept hearing, oh, they're a year behind Texas. They're a year behind Texas. Well, Texas went in and beat Alabama, right? In case you hadn't heard. (laughs) You know, they're still shouting about that. Yeah, I heard about that, actually. In case you hadn't heard, they beat Alabama. Well, we beat the team that beat Alabama. You know, Alabama, we think is still good, right? I mean, Texas, we still think is good. I mean, you see Ohio State struggling at quarterback. You know, their defense is legit. 
but you wonder kind of what they're going to be like. You know, Washington, I think early on we were like, man, Washington's killing everybody, and then they struggle against Arizona. You know, like there's some – I think there's enough parity right now to where I think you can say, Tyler, this team is playing well enough and understanding – how how physical they have to be. They're playing as a unit. This defense is getting a lot better by the week. You've got a lot of young stars that are only going to get better. PJ is only going to get better. Nick Anderson's only going to get better. Like, you know, Peyton Bowen's only going to get better. So with guys like that, you've got a guy like Gentry Williams who's stepping up and playing like a first-round NFL draft pick. I mean, been absolutely playmaking, not only the team-leading three interceptions, but the fumble recovery, the you know blowing up bubble screens, the size, the speed—you've got guys like this on the team. And as Teddy had said, look, they don't have to be a national title team right now. They're six and zero. Yep. But if you continue to get better at the clip that they got better from from just spring and fall, like fall camp to now, if you just match that and get equally <laughs> as better as 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 good as you got between those months for the rest of the season, Tyler. I mean, why not? Why not us, right? I uh, I think to answer my own question before we get to the text line, I think the answer has to be yes. Like, can they win a national championship? Absolutely, they can. Travis, they got the 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 most favorable path to the college football playoff as it sits today. Um, that's not just my opinion. Like the ESPN FPI overwhelmingly favors OU over anyone else to make the playoff, and I think that there's a lot of people locally and nationally that would agree with that as well. Could they win one today with where they are? No, probably not, but we're not crowning a national championship today, right? Um, there's some ifs to that. The running game's got to get better. I think special teams has to get better as well. But can OU win a national championship? Yes, I think OU can win a national championship. And what a year it would be to make it to the national championship game, not just because of the whole narrative that existed in the offseason coming off a 6-7 and seven season, but for the first time in forever, Travis, the national championship game would be in Houston, and you might just have the home crowd for a national championship game if you were to God. make it there. It'd be nice. Is that huh? even allowed? Is that allowed? I'm not sure that's allowed. They, they would move it to Atlanta or something, Georgia's backyard, if, if OU makes it. Exactly, exactly. But no, that's the thing, and I'm and I'm glad you brought up that. Can they? That's the operative word. Will they? Well, I'm not going out on that limb. Like that's a, that's a ooh, that's a dangerous limb to go out on there. But can they? Yes, if if Tyler, the sports books have us at over under eleven and a half. Like if you're saying that twelve and is on the table, like twelve and is absolutely on the table. We'll be favored in every single game by double digits the rest of the time. You know, rematch with Texas, perhaps. We'll see if like a weird like West Virginia gets in there somehow or something like that. Like you can't always trust Texas just to take care of business, and we have to take care of business. But if you're saying a team that can go twelve and zero, that just can't win the national title that just doesn't make any sense we used to uh make fun of this on the show because we get text quite a bit this was during the mule shoe era of i don't know guys i might just rather go to the like the i might just rather go to the sugar bowl instead of going the playoff and get embarrassed again i'm sure you remember that defeatist mentality on social media a few years ago yeah, yep. you know, going the playoff would be great, but would it be better to go the Sugar Bowl and just win that game instead of getting embarrassed in the in the Orange Bowl or something like that? I think that defeatist mentality is is gone. Or at least I hope it is. If you do make it to the playoff this year, I, I think that this fan base would roll into that feeling confident that I don't think we're going to get embarrassed. I think we're going to compete because we're actually going to be able to stand up defensively this time around. Yeah, that's what we've been missing, and we all know it. 
Like, and, and that's why, you know, Lincoln Riley keeps on dropping in the polls. And it's a national story about how bad his defense is again at USC now. Through multiple defensive coordinators, Lincoln Riley's had a bad defense. So, like, that's where I think that stigma, Tyler, left that night or that Sunday. I think it left. And I think when the day you hire Brent Venables, you know that if and when OU reaches the playoff again, it will be with a defense that can compete. It's, yeah. It was either going to be one or two things, Tyler. Either we make it with Brent Venables as a coach and have a defense that can compete, or we do it with another coach after Brent Venables. It's simple as that. Because if Brent Venables takes you to the playoff, it's not because Brent Venables all of a sudden became an offensive genius and forgot everything he knew about defense overnight. A lot of text to get to. Let's get to him now. From the 405, this is the quote. It's Georgia. They're the unbeatable machine. That sounds an awful lot like it's Florida State. They're the unbeatable machine. Can Oklahoma win it? Sure. Got to work out some issues, though. Basically saying, well, yeah, back in 2000, everyone was saying that Florida State was the unbeatable machine. Sounds a lot like what everyone says with uh, Georgia this year. And Georgia's a program. So, fair enough. OU has overcome that once before. I mean, a lot of time left. Do you know how many people can get arrested for reckless driving between now and then, Tyler? A lot. (laughs) Yeah. A lot. So, you, get, you know, Georgia's not a lock by any means. But, again, look at the national landscape, man. Who who out there is just balling out of control right now? You know, Michigan's starting to play some good ball, but they got one of the worst schedules in the country up to this point. What's their toughest made, game, I, like at Nebraska, maybe? They, they made Minnesota? our schedule, they made our first four weeks look like we were playing in the, in the NFC East because that schedule, that's why I was like, oh, no. Harbaugh's suspended. Whatever are they going to do? I don't know. They played the Kansas School of the Blind or something like that in week two. So, I mean, they were going to be fine. But it feels like every team out there has flaws is kind of the point, you know? Um, Correct. I, I don't see a team out there that I look and say there's, you know, no question marks, no weaknesses whatsoever. And maybe that changes by the time uh, we get to December. But right now it feels as open as, as maybe it's been. Nine one eight. it says the next six OU games are winnable. So if OU can finish 12-0, and then the whole season could focus on three critical games, Big 12 championship, and two college football playoff games. 4-0-5, yes, they can. One win at a time. 4-7-9, I love this attitude. Yes, they can win a championship. Already looking to see if I can get off of work. Um, <laughs> Okie Tom, yes, OU can. Only one team that could beat OU tomorrow is Georgia, and OU will get better. Um, Sooner yeah, Studi. Luckily, luckily, we don't play Georgia tomorrow. Sooner Studi, if OU can stay healthy, they definitely can win the Natty. Can't afford any more major injuries. SEC snob says defense wins championships. This team can definitely win it all as long as they continue to uh, progress. Booma. Uh, this one just says 83rd in pass defense. 83rd. And this is not the first time that they've texted that in today. So. What, what do you mean? Are, are you down on the defense because they've led so much and teams have had to throw it around a ton on this defense? Uh, you could mention up the takeaway stat as, as well, which they're leading the conference in right now. You, you don't have aren't to be they, hung up leading on the, I think they're leading the country yes. in turnover margin. Correct. So it's like, that's the thing. It's And I know people say, look, turnovers are largely luck. You can't really rely on that. You know, at some point, especially the way that we're forcing them, like, you, you you can kind of factor them in. But, Tyler, you hit the nail on the head. We're, we're playing ahead in so many games. Teams are having to throw late against us. I mean, you had the busts against Iowa State, 
But the fact that I'm able to say the busts against Iowa State and everybody knows the two plays I'm talking about as opposed to nine plays that I might be talking about, like, that that's the thing. It's you're playing well. You're, you're stopping the run. You know, your red zone defense is good. You're getting a lot of pressure. And that's the thing. You're going to give up yardage somewhere, right? Like, yeah. that's like the pace thing. People are like last year when, when Tennessee – was giving up a lot of uh, a, a lot of passing yards, right? Everybody's like, "Oh, this Tennessee team, man! Everybody's throwing on them." Yeah, it's because they score really quick and get out ahead, and people have to throw on them. It's just if you're going to throw a stat at us, that was a weird stat to throw out. Eighty third in pass defense. I mean, because right. that that makes it look like they're a terrible, terrible the secondary of the defense, and they're 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 not. That's that's not and they the have case the most- whatsoever. Yeah, most interceptions in the country is not a bad pass yeah. defense. I think like their secondary is one of the strengths of the team, but that's fine. 405-651-3439. That's what the Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line is there for. Everyone gets an opinion. Uh, we'll talk more OU football next right here on The Ref. Nobody covers your team like The Ref. If it's Sooner news and talk you want, it's right here all season long. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network, KREF.com, and worldwide on the KREF app. Ever wonder why someone would wake up at the crack of dawn just for a chance at the unknown? Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for? Pacifico is brewed for those who follow their own path. That's Living Life Anchors Up. Are you someone with extra weight and looking to make a lifestyle change? Norman Regional's Journey Clinic is ready to help you get started. We are excited to be one of the only weight loss clinics in the region offering the Spats Balloon, the world's only adjustable gastric balloon, and also the gastric balloon with the highest success rate. There are no incisions and no hospitalization, just a walk-in, walk-out procedure. Join the tens of thousands of patients who have changed their lives with a Spats Balloon. Visit journeyclinic.com or call 405-515-2049 to request an appointment. Wagner's Heating and Air Conditioning, expert technicians, plus industry-leading Linux equipment. They're perfect together. Learn more about special savings on Linux products by calling Wagner's Heating and Air, 405-329-2076, or wagnershvac.com. Schumacher Law Group, when experience matters. Tracy Schumacher is a former prosecutor and former district judge. Whether it's a probate challenge, criminal charges, or contentious divorce proceedings, experience matters. The attorneys at Schumacher Law Group provide compassionate, knowledgeable advice, all while fighting for your best interests. Find Schumacher Law Group online at lawgroupok.com or call 405-701-1882. Hometown lawyers ready to fight for you when experience matters. Kids. They're just different than us. They have no inhibitions, consider silverware optional, and can find fun anywhere. When kids get really sick, they're different than us too. That's why the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is introducing the Dare to Dream Project. With the largest global clinical trial for kids with blood cancer, it'll be the biggest medical advancement for little patients in history. Help transform treatment and care for kids and support all the work we do at LLS.org. For the best casino experience, then Riverwind is your place to play. Get spooky with our $80,000 Friday Night Fright. Play with your wild card all October. For a chance to win a share of $80,000. Riverwind, the best place to have a good time. 
Did you know that about 23% of Oklahoma's river and stream miles are impaired by bacteria? Pet waste can pollute surface and drinking waters, like Lake Thunderbird, by contributing harmful levels of bacteria. Be sure to pick up after your furry friend when you're out and about. We drink our stormwater, so please do your part to help protect it. For more information, visit bit.ly forward slash Norman Stormwater. Repeat after me. They know. They know. We know. We know. The whole world knows. When is that going to get old? The answer is never. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff from Brian Bosworth in the locker room after the game on Saturday as uh, OU beat Texas 34-30. Tyler McComish, Travis Davidson. Travis is at Andy B's in Tulsa. What's going on at Andy B's? Man, people are filing in. They always do after school lets out here on Wednesdays at Andy B's. They got uh, they got some fun midweek stuff going on. Every Tuesday in October, they're doing music bingo from 7 to 9. They got Wednesday is trivia night from 7 to 9 as well. And then Thursday is karaoke, 8 to 11. And, of course, on Wednesdays, they still do that awesome service industry night, 7 p.m. to close. Wednesday nights, $7 gets you unlimited bowling. And they've got beer and food specials there. That's service industry night. Kids eat free on Wednesdays uh, with every adult entree. And keep in mind, they've got that Oklahoma City location opening up for all our 405 friends. Uh, That address is going to be 11917 North Pennsylvania Ave. So keep an eye out for that one. Feels like OU's going to get a uh, commitment tomorrow at 2 p.m. British summertime. Best player in the country. 2 p.m. British summertime. Daniel Akinkumi, offensive lineman, is going to pick between Miami, OU, Baylor, Clemson, and Ole Miss. Feels like that's going to be OU. So 2 p.m. British time. I I did not know this until I looked it up today. That would be 8 a.m. local time tomorrow. So 8, 8.15 tomorrow should be getting the next edition to the 2024 class. I think I'll be uh, I'll be just on the other side of Little Rock at that point, so I will be celebrating in the car. Yeah, um, I would say recruiting going very well right now. Feels like you're going to get Akin Kumi tomorrow. Feels like you're going to get Boganowski, number one player in the state of Kansas in eight days. Feels like the you're Kansas get... State insider uh, put in a crystal ball. Yeah, uh, so that seems significant, Tyler. All the predictions are coming in for Eddie Pierre Louis. Uh, big-time offensive lineman out of the state of Florida. It's At this point, man, if you can just close with Grant Bricks, elite offensive lineman in the state of Iowa, uh, you're really, really going to close out this class strong. And, of course, if you can flip Bryant, Wesco, Williams, Winery, or just go ahead and do both of those. Well, and Devin Jordan, Devon Jordan, uh, the four-star corner. You know, he's kind of down between uh, TCU and Oklahoma. A&M, I think, might be trying to make a move, but... Uh, that's the guy out of here, the 918. Obviously, hopped on with us for the pregame show uh, during the uh, during yeah. the Tulsa weekend. So, yeah, lots of good stuff uh, still to come for this class. Like I said, when you start playing like this, it makes a huge impact on 2025. Uh, makes a big impact, obviously, down the stretch, especially those signing day type of situations. But yeah, the the uh, the class is coming together nicely, coming together nicely. And here's the thing, with this, and I've said it before, and I know. Uh, I know, I know John with the uh, Boomer Bebo podcast was picking on me for it about OU not being able to have the number one, number one class. 
part of the reason I say stuff like that is because I feel that Oklahoma is willing to take swings on guys that they trust to develop, right? I think I think that matters significantly because I'm not sure I'm not sure Tyler Alabama takes Andy Bass, but we're thrilled that Andy Bass is in the class, right? I mean, he's got tons of upside. Same with Josh Isosa. You know, Brendan Zerbrug bringing him in as that second quarterback. Those guys are all balling out of control, right? I mean, you've got, uh, you know, Des- uh, Dozy Ezukama. Uh, I mean, that's a guy whose brother's in the league that Emmett Jones coached. Uh, Isaiah Autry's obviously got tons of ties to the program. Big size, six five and a half. I mean, so... So OU is willing to bet on their development, and I think a lot of other programs want kind of a finished product, but you've seen how that development has gone, right? So I think when it comes to recruiting rankings, I put a little bit more stock in what OU's doing, knowing that they have the proven developers on the staff, and they're willing to take some swings and know that they can develop high upside guys and real good program guys and character guys. I like those classes instead of just star chasing because you get some of these teams that star chase like like A&M did in 2022. Well, I think half that class is gone or in jail by now. So you don't want to just star chase. 918 says, will the Brit recruit hurt OU's national recruiting ranking? No, not at all. No, 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 no. Now, it won't jump up OU um, on 24-7. I don't know about on rivals. Daniel Locke and Kumi won't get you from 7 to 6 on 24-7, but no, it won't hurt your national recruiting ranking. Not, not, not at all. Um, that's, that's really not how it I mean, it, it could affect your average star rating or your average player ranking, but honestly, who cares? If, if this staff thinks he's good enough to come in and play, then that's, that's good enough for me, man. That's, that's good enough for me. Yeah, and international players, you truly never know, right? Because you just don't have access to them, right? Like, not a lot of the, – the schedules are funky. He plays at the NFL Academy. You know, he's got good offers. I mean, got really good offers. So, when, when you look at that, judge a guy based on based on his offers, who else wants him, and just sheer size. I mean, 6'5", 320. Uh, you know, he's coming in, super athletic dude. So you get that guy under Bill Biedenboe's tutelage, and and who knows? But I mean, you look at the the I think the top five recruits that Bill Biedenboe has ever had in his storied career. Four of them are currently on campus, and w- the other one is Bray Walker, who we all know that story. So you look at Caden Green playing as a true freshman. Jacob Sexton would have started, uh, you know, as a, as a redshirt freshman had he not been injured. So the youth movement and the current recruiting of Bill Biedenboe. You really can't argue against it, especially if he closes out with Akinkumi, Big Eddie, Pierre-Louis, and Grant Bricks. From the 918, I feel like you guys have my have blocked my number. I know I have weak takes, and I'm usually off topic. But throw a dog a bone. I tried the other station, but they suck so bad, I would rather just get ignored on this one. Yet, no, your number did not get blocked. Sorry. I'll, I'll, read, the, uh, I'll read the latest text that you had from uh, about 20 minutes ago. Says we're still in the conversation, so much better in every way from last year. So hell yeah, they can win a natty. Yeah, see, I should have read that one. That was that was my yeah. fault. Yeah, that's, my a, fault. That's, a, that's, a, that's a good text. Nine one eight, good show, boys. Appreciate that. Uh, Aaron and Austin just throwing this out there, but Mizzou had a highly ranked twenty twenty five defensive lineman commit. Hashtag Winery, saying just let all the other dominoes fall and he uh, he'll flip elsewhere. Yeah, I mean that's a. Uh, that's that's a thing. I know that they had, I think, kind of had some, you know, talks a little bit. That's Juju Marks, uh, the St. Thomas Aquinas, um, 
defensive lineman. Uh, but you know he's he's out of Overland Park, six seven, Tyler, six foot seven. But he's a yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go, go ahead so, with that thought there. So he's, I mean, the composite. He's like a top two fifty type guy. Um, but yeah, once once you start to see a little bit of decommits, especially from a guy from OP, you're like, okay, what uh, what exactly is going on? Do we do we really need Mark Stoops to take care of business this weekend? Are people noticing maybe what Oklahoma is doing actually in Oklahoma uniforms instead of just watching their coaches, you know, recruit with Clemson uniforms and Alabama uniforms and this, that, and the other? Who knows? I'm not saying that OU is going to land Juju Marks, but it's not it's it's not everything. But it's not nothing when defensive linemen are decommitting from a school you want to flip a guy from. Two more, and we're going to uh, trigger some Texas fans out there. So if you have uh, Texas friends that uh, you, you know that you want to troll, maybe tell them to come over here for for a few minutes. They're uh, they're they're going to hear something that was going to blow some of their minds from the four hundred five. I think it will be awesome to have a guy with an English accent. Those guys always sound smart. Could you imagine a defensive lineman? coming up to the line of scrimmage talking trash, and a guy back to you talks trash with an English accent, that'll throw you I, off your game. I'd be so thrown off. It's going <laughs> to sound like an episode of Peaky Blinders yeah, out there. Yeah, the Peaky Blinder. I hope he's that angry sounding. It'd be <laughs> awesome. Uh, 402, bro, I feel the same way as that guy. Is my number blocked? No. Uh, to my knowledge, no one outside of Ethan Downs hater. Nobody's numbers blocked. It's just we get so many texts, it's hard to get to every single one. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's the thing. We have a ton of texts come through. So continue to text if you've got, you know, you think you got a hot take, a crazy hot take, a flaming hot take. Send it a few times. Like like pepper us with it, you know, cuz again, we get at times hundreds of text messages an hour. And it's it's difficult to get to them all, especially within the kind of the structure of the segment, right? Yeah. So, yeah, keep on texting, keep on texting. And speaking of, uh, you know, famous negative people on the text line like Ethan Downs hater, um, I met the recruiting doomer, the recruiting doomer nice. um, at OU Texas. I was, I was, I was running out to uh, make sure that I could uh, get to radio, and he stopped and uh, introduced himself, said, the recruiting doomer. And I was like, nice. I wasn't sure. I didn't believe him at first. I was like, oh, I think somebody's just, you know, playing up that uh, we're making fun of the recruit. No, it was him. Very, very nice guy. So, uh, pleasure to meet you, too, the recruiting doomer. Be nicer to Todd Bates. Uh, Gunny has some advice. Tell him, hell, Gunny sends like 420 texts a day. There, there you go. There's, <laughs> there's advice from a pro right there. All right, let's trigger a Texas fan, okay? This is via CBS. They have letter grades for each team in college football this weekend. They give OU an A+. says, by rule, I can't add more pluses to Oklahoma's grade. If I could, I would. The Sooners showed grit, didn't get rattled, and got the job done in dramatic fashion in the win over Texas. Dylan Gabriel threw for 285 yards and one very important touchdown. The game winner to Nick Anderson with 15 seconds left. The Sooners are for real. Okay, CBS gives OU an A+. I don't think that they necessarily played an uh, an A-plus game, but if you want to get him an, give him an A-plus for winning this game, I think that's fine. Now here's what's going to throw Texas off. Travis, Texas from CBS Sports, they got a B-minus after their loss on Saturday. How can that be? How can Texas get a B-minus when I've been told they played their C-plus, their C-minus, or their D-plus game on Saturday? How is that possible that someone says they played a B-minus game? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it can't be. It can't be because, yeah, like you said, I've been told 
from, I mean, from accounts across all social medias. That, well, you know, C plus, C minus at best, at best, Man. probably an F if we're if we're being honest <laughs> with all that talent. And here's the thing, Tyler. What annoys me the most about that is Texas always has dudes, always has talent, always had like just they recruit so well that if they played A plus games all the time, yeah, they'd probably win a lot more. Oh yeah. But the problem is them playing, them saying they played a C minus game. Texas has been a C-minus program for a decade, It's like it's Tyler. their right to show up and play an A-plus game against everyone. Right. Like, they've been a C-minus program for a decade. So if they go out there and play a C-minus game, yeah, what did you expect? This is who you are. That's like you saying you're being back. Back to what? Yeah. Uh, are they going to lose another game in the regular season? Or are they going to the conference championship game 11-1? Yeah, well, it wouldn't be the first time that they uh, played down to their competition late in the year. For, think, for them or for Steve Sarkeesian. I think they lose one more game. Um, I think they – I mean, I, I think that they could lose, you know, maybe three games left. They're going to be better than all the teams that they play. I think that they could lose to Kansas State. Um, they have a terrible record recently against TCU, though TCU doesn't look like a great team up to this point. But I, I think Texas could lose at Iowa State. I think that they could lose to Kansas State at home. Um, I, I think that they – I think that they're a 10-2 football team at the end of the year. What say you? Yeah, I mean, they definitely they, they have some struggles to, down the stretch. Of course, you never know if uh, you know the Texas Tech that that Joey McGuire talked about um, is actually going to show up. Who knows? But like I said, I mean, they they look bad against Rice. They look real bad against Wyoming. Tied ten ten in the fourth quarter. They were only up six on a Jason Beanless uh, Kansas in the third quarter. I mean, at home. All those games are at home, so I don't know, man. I just and that's just it. that's another annoying thing about the whole. Well, we didn't play our A plus game. Well, how many quarters this year have you? Right, you, you did in like, Tuscaloosa, and I'll give you that. And that, that's fine. I'm not trying to take that away from you, but Wyoming, Rice, can't. I mean, there were some times where it just looked like an okay football team, and that's why I think that they'll lose another game at some point this year. Yeah, the truth is, they they have played. A handful of good games, Tyler, in the last couple of years. Two of them were against Bama, so that sounds really good. But they have put out a ton of stinkers. So the idea that now they're just expected to have great games because they played one, a couple good ones against Bama the last two years, like that's not how it works. If you usually put out stinkers, odds are you're going to continue to put out stinkers. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll hit more of you football next right here on The Ref. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. Hey, Sooner basketball fans. It's time for one last go-round in the Big 12 at the Lloyd Noble Center. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the sour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. Travis is at Andy B's in Tulsa with a location coming soon to OKC. Surprise, surprise. I uh, guess this one yesterday. It was the uh, easiest prediction of the week. KU only gets three years probation, no postseason ban, no additional penalties for Bill Self, no show cause penalties for anybody. But KU will have to vacate its appearance in the 2018 Final Four. So after all of those big-time violations, multiple violations, high-level, 
Uh, KU gets three years probation, and that's about it. Oh, oh and that 2018 Final Four you're in, you got to vacate that. So is so is that banner coming down? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, if that like that's the thing is, I got a couple questions. A is that banner coming down? And then if it does, where does it go? Like, who gets to keep it? Like, is that is that Bill Self just has like the coolest, like, like the coolest living room rug of all time? Um, or if they don't take it down, what the hell is the NCAA going to do about it? That is true. Like, what can they do if a banner doesn't come down? Yeah, you what can, are you going to do? You can do? erase it from your official record books, but if you just leave it up there, then I, I, I would guess that they don't. I, I really don't know, but like, ma- yeah. maybe you should just take it down because you got off so easy. I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just so typical that, dude, we spent like three or four years talking about this, and then nothing happens in the end. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> that's mm. – I don't know, what 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 a lame, what a lame punishment or lack thereof. I can't even call it a punishment. Yeah. What? Yeah. What punishment? Three years probation. Five eight zero. This is from Northwest Sooner. Sent this yesterday, but then had to leave the radio, so don't know if you addressed it. Hypothetical: We get an OU Texas rematch in the championship game, and OU comes out with a win. Sark is now one and three against OU. Does his seat get warm? That's an interesting question. I think it could depend on what happens to Texas in its next six games and then what happens in a bowl game. Because, Travis, like the way that this conference was predicted by the, the media and the coaches, whoever votes on it, like the expectations were quite simple for Texas. It's time to win a conference championship, Big 12 championship or bust this year. And if they lose to OU twice in one year and maybe they have another loss along with it as well, I don't know if he's necessarily on the hot seat, but he's not viewed as favorably as he was going into the year. This was always going to be a big year for Sark, and if he doesn't win the league and he gets beat twice by OU, Texas fans are going to be PO'd about that. They're not going to be happy. Yeah, I mean, really the question becomes with Texas in that scenario is, if not now, when? If not now, when? Not in the SEC. set up for you. (laughs) Not in the SEC. Right. Everything's set up for you. If not now, when? And the question is, do you want to lose Arch? Does Arch leave if Sark leaves? Heck, does Arch get poached by somebody else just anyways? Or C, is Arch even any good? Like, like there, there are multiple questions going forward on this, obviously. But, you know, at what point do you just trust Sark for what he is? I mean, Brent Venables already has a higher win percentage than Sark does all time as a head coach. And Sark has coached at some programs that you would think would be pretty good. The three programs that he's coached at that are, you know, your higher-level programs, he has a worse record at all of them than just the average win percentage at all three of those programs. So, I mean, are we are we talking, you know, by the end of the year, Tyler, about Texas donors saying, well, this is what we were afraid of. He is what we, what we thought he was. He can't but, get you over the hump. That's probably what, right. that, what that'll be, yeah. Right. I mean, but, you know, does, you know, is, is Texas the, the school that finally, uh, you know, maybe they're the ones that takes a swing at Dion? Oh, my you know, God. And, and says, <laughs> hey, look, you know, we, uh, we, if we have the opportunity to try and get Dion away from Colorado and see some of that momentum, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I think I think it would have to be something like, Hey, we've got our next guy in mind, 
and our next guy we are even more confident in than Steve Sarkeesian. Um, but I, I think his seat gets slightly warmer. But he he would miss out on an opportunity to put the seat in the freezer. Yeah. If he goes out and wins the Big 12, that seat is going in the freezer, and he's getting an extension. Shark says seven wins, Sark. Yeah, that's what history says. That's for sure. 405 says, even though we could have won by more, ripping the hearts out of Texas in the last seconds is way better than a blowout. Maybe Texas should stay in the Big 12 so they can get a conference championship. They are definitely not SEC ready. They have the talent, but no heart. You know, that's essentially what we said in the uh, postgame show on Saturday. You know, 20 years ago today was my first OU Texas game. OU won by 52 points, 65-13. It was awesome. It was awesome leaving the Cotton Bowl that day winning 65-13. But you know what else is awesome? And it's not that far behind and maybe even it's a little bit ahead to that Texas point. Beating them like that, ripping out their hearts, and then for until the end of time, Travis, because they show all those highlights of past games during the game, they've got to relive that moment over and over and over again year after year. And I love that part of it. Yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, it does Texas become like burnt orange A&M in the SEC? Like, which I'm sure they'd love being called that, but... Like you get the you get the talent, sure, but coaching ineptitude um, holds you back, you know, time and time again, you know, and and the texter brings up a good point about you know ripping the heart out at the last minute. The the best thing about that, Tyler, really, the best thing is Texas can go back and think, oh, we don't really have to change anything. We should have to hold on to the ball and we'll win this game. Whereas OU coaches are sitting there saying, no, we have to improve. We have to improve. We have to improve. If you go and blow out Texas and win by the margin that a lot of us thought we might have won by, then Texas is full-blown back to the drawing board. But right now, I think down on the 40 acres, you got a lot of people that are thinking, nah, if we just simply play better, then then we're good. We win that game going away. You know, um, I, I don't know if this is a legit thing at, at, at Baylor or not, but there's some uh, Dave Aranda chatter that he might be on the hot seat. I don't, I don't know if that's a real thing going on in yeah. Waco right now, but there's some articles about, eh, here's some coaches that uh, might be on the hot seat, Dave Aranda. I mean, it, less than two years ago he won a conference title, but they looked bad well, last week, man. I, Oof. I, I know there have been rumors about him not getting along with some of the some of the brass there at Baylor, but I don't like – and I know this is a tough this is a tough approach to anything of uh, who are you going to go get, right? If you fire Aranda, who are you going to go get? And I, I don't know who's I don't know who's lining up for Baylor right now, unless they're they're paying through the nose. But I don't think a lot of people are lining up for Baylor. And like you said, I mean that's a guy that just won a conference title two years ago. I mean, are we going to run into Tyler a situation where Dave Aranda should have jumped like Matt Campbell should have jumped because Aranda Maybe. was in, Aranda was in discussion, not in discussions, but like you know the rumor mill was having Aranda taking some big jobs in this last uh, year or two. And instead, you kind of die on the vine at Baylor. Ugh, that could be ugly. Drew from Flower Mound says, watch Aranda go back to be the def- defensive coordinator at LSU. I'm wondering if that would even work for those guys at this point. Man, they are bad on defense. Yeah. They're really good on offense. 
They're terrible on defense. That de- defensive coordinator is absolutely atrocious. Not good. All right, final segment of the day coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Attention basketball fans, get ready for an electrifying season with the defending Big 12 champion Oklahoma women's basketball team. Hey, if you missed it want to see it, uh, I just go to YouTube, type in Pat McAfee Show, that's archive from today, and you'll find Danny Stutzman on there for about 15 to 20 minutes. It was awesome. Travis is at Andy B's in Tulsa, and do we just need to accept moving forward? And, and I don't mean that in a negative way at all, because I think he's had a uh, a great season thus far. But do we need to approach the next six games as Tawi Walker is your feature back right there with Marcus Major, and that's just how it's going to be moving forward? Or do you still hold out some thought that uh, Barnes and Sawcheck are going to emerge at some point? I mean, I think you feel comfortable with Tawi Walker, right? I mean, it's you know you've got something solid, you know, a guy that's going to run through contact, a guy that, I mean, literally four Longhorns couldn't bring down on a crucial first down pickup with a minute left in the first half. I mean, does he does he have the upside, like traditional upside with home run speed and whatnot that, that maybe a, a Sawchuck or a Barnes do? Maybe not, but he's also got the longest run on the team right now, and he's, he's doing everything you ask of him. I think if you had one of those other guys with a similar stat line, we'd be singing their praises, uh, you know, about how talented we are in the room. But, you know, I, I, I think – I think you still keep trying to get those guys going. If they get going, hey, great news. But worst-case scenario, you've got a back that you can rely on in the backfield. I think some people were concerned with, well, I love the way that Dylan Gabriel ran the ball on Saturday. Don't get me wrong. It was a huge factor in the game, but I don't know if I want to see that every single week. I don't think that you necessarily need to worry about that being the case every single week. Travis, like, I, I mean, I think he's going to run the ball against UCF, but I think that they're really only going to unleash him like that when they feel like they 100% have to. I, I don't think that's going to be the case every single game the remainder of the season. That's just me. Yeah, and the text line is quick to correct me. DG has the longest run. Yes, I uh, I would like to continue playing him at quarterback um, and, 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 you know, give the running back – duties to somebody else perhaps a more traditional running back but but yeah i mean like like you said just it's worked so far you know you ran for over 200 against texas while employing the dylan gabriel run game and and i think that's obviously an important part of levy's offense we talked about that all offseason tyler about how with the existence of jackson arnold will allow you to run the ball more with uh with dylan gabriel but yeah Run game, hey, if you keep on rushing for over 200 yards a game, you're going to be just fine. That'll do it for us. Appreciate Andy Bees for having Travis out there in Tulsa. Location coming soon to OKC. It is the rush on the ref. One last call for alcohol. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. The 
Phillies are at the plate, bottom of the fifth, leading the Braves 7-1 to one in Game 3 NLDS. The series is tied at 1. Six runs were scored by the Phillies in the third inning. That included a three-run blast from uh, Bryce Harper. Coming up in about seven or eight minutes from now, it is Game 4 ALDS between the Twins and Astros, one that you can watch on FS1. Houston leads that series 2-1. to one. And a potential closeout game for the